Vaporwave News Network, episode 12. Hello and welcome to Vaporwave News Network, a podcast about the contemporary vaporwave scene. We feature news, discussion, and current trends, as well as reporting on upcoming releases and events in the vaporwave, future funk, and adjacent communities. I'm your host, Alex, aka Trucks Passing Trucks. I run Pacific Plaza Records in addition to DJing and booking events over my past six years of being involved in the vaporwave community. Welcome to Vaporwave News Network. It's episode 12, covering November 2023, over 12 years since the start of this music genre and art movement. I'm going to talk about some stuff happening in our vapor world this past month, as well as the best records of the year. But first, let me remind you that you can follow the podcast on social media at VW News Network. We're currently on Instagram, Twitter, and I have a TikTok account and a Blue Sky account, so please follow us and comment on our posts to help drive that engagement. I'm spending a lot more time on Blue Sky, but maybe over my upcoming holiday break, I'll do some TikToking as well. If you are over on Blue Sky, there are two great custom feeds coded by Ognos that feature artists, musicians, and people involved in the vaporwave scene. They catch all posts mentioning vaporwave in the past seven days, and you can find a ton of cool folks to follow from it as well. There's lots of invites, so ask around to get on Blue Sky. We also have two curated playlists on Spotify that you can check out. Contemporary Vaporwave, which is our main playlist capturing all things Vaporwave, Future Funk, as well as the beloved subgenres like Slushwave, Barber Beats, Late Night Lo-Fi, Vapor Trap, and of course Classic Style, plus our Fresh Future Funk playlist, which is loaded with current tracks from the past six months and some classics and deep cuts from the past. I added new selections to both playlists last weekend. Quick reminder to subscribe to the podcast or follow us on your platform of choice. If you're checking this out on YouTube, remember to like and subscribe. And if you're on any other platforms, you can leave a rating. So please do that. It helps out the show as well. If you're listening on Spotify mobile, scroll down below the description and interact with our polls and q and A. I'll be asking for more suggestions of your favorite records from 2023, and hopefully I'll be able to mention them on my special in-between holidays episode I'm going to try and do at the end of the month. Reminder that you can donate to the podcast over on my website. It'll take you to PayPal, and you can send whatever amount of money you want. Shouts out to Joe in Chicago, John in Austin, and Cameron and SoCal for donating to the show over the past couple months. I really appreciate the sign of solidarity from folks in our community. If I missed a donation from you, please send me a gentle message or email so that I can shout you out in the next episode. As a reminder, only two or three small donations a month through the PayPal link on our website help pay for the hosting and will help pay for the upcoming website in 2024. So if you feel inclined to sacrifice the cost of a coffee, go check it out. With all that out of the way... What's been going on with me? Yeah, I know this is like quite a late episode, but with the holidays bearing down, it's been really hectic over here in my world. I had to work the past week when I thought I'd be off. And if you're listening to this within a couple days of the release, I'm actually in Wisconsin right now traveling for the Christmas holidays. My last episode was all the way back right before Flamingo Fest. And it's crazy thinking that it's been over a month, like month and a half since the fest. And it was awesome to get to hang with so many friends from around the country and world. Big shouts out to everyone who said hi, especially people like Cameron, who mentioned the podcast to me, one of our donators. And thanks to the artists and labels who showed their appreciation and people who gave me advice like John from Business Casual. 
I really wish I had time to do like a full festival rundown, but it was such a convenient weekend for me. Like with the festival being in LA and all, it was nice to be able to help out, bring some extra tables for the two days, and then stepping in to throw down and lead the after party on day two. It was a really great time, and I kind of just let it wash over me and happen quickly. And it was like gone as soon as it started. It was kind of a bummer, but it was a really cool weekend. And that after party was super fun. It almost didn't happen, but you know, big thanks to Indy, my putt Flamingo, as well as my co-performers, Young Shiro, Aglado, and Malbert for helping me close the first IRL Flamingo Fest. So continuing on, what am I going to recommend this week? Well, in the spirit of the holidays, I'm going to recommend a Christmas album, but not just any Christmas album. It's a Schlager Christmas album released in 1976 by Anglo-Kenyan singer Roger Whittaker. The Roger Whittaker Christmas album, sometimes called A Time for Peace, is on the cusp of being a traditional Christmas-like classic pop album, but the songs are not your typical fare of carols and standards. The songs on this record are unique compositions with soulful instrumentation mixed with flares of classical music, subtle sexy wah-wah guitars and slinky strings next to chorale-like group vocals and orchestral timpani. It's a unique blend of Christmas pop, soft, blue-eyed soul, semi-weird Christmas storytelling, and a hint of the vaudeville show tune vibe you'd expect from like a late 50s or 60s Christmas album. Highlights include the songs Mama Mary, Mighty Like a Rose, and the funky Home for Christmas. I really recommend you check this one out. It's like an idiosyncratic Christmas album that feels traditional until you like listen closely to the lyrics and orchestration. It's well worth your time this holiday season. So wrapping it up here, I mentioned them traveling for the holidays, but when I get back to Southern California, I'm going to make one more episode before the year is out. I will finally have some time off for work, and I'm going to be prepping a new website for 2024. So enough about what I've been doing. What's happened in the vaporwave scene these past couple weeks? Well, we had a lot going on in the future funk world, and there's been some updates in the band camp realm. But first, I'm going to mention recent shows, podcasts, and events. On the IRL front, there was a handful of shows in Los Angeles, like Flamingo Fest, Phoenix, San Diego, Colorado, Atlanta, Shibuya, Japan, and a couple other places I can't remember off the top of my head. It's been slowing down a bit, but there was quite a bit of online action to make up for it. I'm going to remind you that you can keep up with the calendar of upcoming shows and streams over at arcology.online slash events. I'm not going to do an upcoming shows calendar this time around, so I'm going to remind you to check that out one more time later. But what's been going on in the URL space during the month of November and into early December? Well, we had two Hot Takes episodes. They had JD Sanuti, aka DJ iTunes on, and Eric from Sly Vinyl, who was tabling at Flamingo Fest. Uh, The Sly Vinyl episode was a December episode, but the live broadcast already happened, so you could check YouTube and other podcasting services for the replay. Eric mentioned some interesting stuff about pressing plants using AI to detect samples. That kind of blew my mind. That's some wild stuff. The next Hot Takes episode is a special Saturday episode with Donor Lens, and that's going to be on January 6th. I'm sure they'll be mentioning it quite a bit coming up over the holidays here, but now you know. Other URL shows that happened, we had, on November 30th, the album release stream for Toad of Sky's new album, Star World 2, which was on the Virtua 94 Twitch channel. 
And Catskill Records hosted KKR Slugfest 3 on December 1st, which was a release celebration for iClick. And it was an all-around good time. There's a lot of energy on the stream, which happened on YouTube. And I was lucky to show up in time to catch Lux's set. The set recaps are on the Catskill YouTube channel. And uh, I think the full replay might still be available on Pad's main channel. Not sure about that, though. Luxury Aesthetics Virtual Gallery with DJ Non had two episodes, Top Floor Landing and Magnetic Memories, the latter of which was curated to evoke the feelings of using old computers in the past that had magnetic hard drives and disks. Luxury Elite's Neon Nights had two episodes in November, one that debuted after Flamingo Fest and then a special Thanksgiving episode on November 21st, plus she had a special Christmas episode on in mid-December. Duality Fest by Pause and Reflect Music happened on December 16th and 17th with two full days of streaming that ended at quite a reasonable hour. I thought it was curated quite well, but it was a bit awkward when my set was broadcast because the stream canvas was upscaled to like 1800 pixels wide, which made my set and a lot of the other ones in that time area a bit blocky and mosaic and a bit awkward. But overall, it was a great first fest and hopefully Pause and Reflect will do more in 2024. Big Baby Prophet is streaming all vinyl DJ sets on YouTube every Wednesday night, keeping it so consistent and solid. I got so much respect for that. And he did some Vapor Trap and Dream Punk recently on stream. So go over to his YouTube channel and check that out. On the podcast front, we had Future Sounds UK put out a new episode where they recap Flamingo Fest, uh, a bit of an insider's view of the weekend since they're part of the crew that organized it. And they brought on some performers from uh, their family like uh, Patrick Fakeman. Utopia District also released two podcasts recapping Flamingo Fest from the perspective of volunteers who made the fest run so smoothly, and in another episode from the visualists who brought the vibes at both shows that weekend. All three podcasts, great way to kind of find out what happened. Plus, you can watch some streams. The whole festival was streamed, both stages and both venues on both days. So go check that out on YouTube. Nightclick Radio has put out a few episodes to finish off the year, including a special Christmas episode talking about Vaporwave Christmas compilations. Obviously, if you know anything about Vaporwave and Christmas, you'll know that I'm a big fan and I'm a big proponent of mixing the two. And I appreciate Ross and Burke shouting out my label and our three volumes of the It's a Vaporwave Christmas compilation. And I'll also throw out there that we have a fourth Christmas compilation called Oh Come All You Vateful that was curated by Encarta95, which you can also check out on our Bandcamp. So yes, we have four Christmas compilations. Kind of seems like an every other year thing. That's how that's been working out for me. So hopefully next year we'll do another like really cool one and maybe reissue some of the old ones. A little uh, tidbit for you there. In other news, we've had some updates on the Bandcamp union front. Before that, in other news, it's with heavy heart that many reported that city pop singer Yunko Ohashi passed away on November 9th from cancer at the age of 73. Her work was sampled by so many in the vaporwave and future funk scene, including all the heavyweights like Vantage, Macross, Desired, Night Tempo, as well as other producers like Jelly Bonbon, Scribbles, Sweet Uzi, VCR Classique, and Superflat, just to name a couple. And then in the Future Funk world, there was more worrisome news with the impending takedown of real love music by YouTube. The very active Future Funk YouTube channel, which had been a go-to place for new music videos and artist promotion in the wake of artsy music winding down, received three copyright strikes due to the use of anime clips from some uh, extremely litigious companies. People had been archiving and trying to save the videos from the channel and putting them on internet archive, but luckily the copyright strikes were resolved later in the month, and... After some videos were taken down, 
they were allowed to go back up. So as it stands, Real Love Music is back to uploading Future Funk tracks multiple times a week. Go check out their YouTube channel and give them some support. In other news, a Reddit user noticed that the Computer Dreams Bandcamp disappeared, leaving only uploads from other labels on his site. His SoundCloud has also been deleted, so anyone with more info on the situation, maybe send me a DM on Instagram. Also, uh, it was posted on Reddit by Elemental95 that they were taking down their whole Bandcamp, which they eventually did, and some other people have put up some of those old releases. Some people are kind of monetizing those old releases, but... It was a little awkward. They were attributing it to the Bandcamp buyout, but kind of seemed like a weird reason to just delete your whole Bandcamp when Elemental 95 was a very important label back in the day. So shouts out to Elemental 95, despite deleting their whole Bandcamp. Over on the Vaporwave subreddit, there's been a number of interesting threads this month, one specifically from a disgruntled former Barber Beats producer who elicited quite a response from other Reddit users and even birthed some new copy pasta. There's also been some posts interrogating Vaporwave in a more academic fashion, which I definitely appreciate and I enjoy seeing it. Like, it's boring when the Vaporwave subreddit is just reposts of old music. So, pretty, pretty dope to see some interesting conversations happening over there. And one last thing though, the auto mod image filter is ridiculous and the way the mods have been enforcing it is like so weird. I've been trying to post like specially made advertising graphics with important information on them that I like rather not write in the title or in a separate comment later on the post and the mods keep taking down these posts saying they're album art which they're definitely not so here's my thing labels should be allowed to post specifically designed and artistic advertising graphics especially for popular albums that people want to collect on physical media whether that's a reissue or a new album sometimes you don't have a link ready to post yet because the link on Bandcamp isn't ready till the day it's out even for a reissue you don't want to link to the artist Bandcamp when the cassette is going to be purchased on your Bandcamp. so the mods over at r slash vaporwave need to do something about that it makes it hard for all these good contemporary labels and new upcoming labels to promote themselves another cool a cool piece of vapor media that showed up recently was new zealand vaporwave artist eyeliner being interviewed by the culture eater blog and he went in depth about his new album brb which i'm going to be reviewing later in the episode he also talked about his philosophy of making sampleless vaporwave and making music with joy as an act of resistance it's got some good stuff so go check it out at cultureeater.com.au and finally, it's the Bandcamp Beat. We're bringing you the latest updates to the situation surrounding Song Traders' acquisition of Bandcamp and other news with Bandcamp United, the Bandcamp Workers' Union. Bandcamp United released a graphic in December showing their 2023 timeline, which includes some updates since our last episode, and I'm going to mention the ones that are relevant. On October 29th, the union filed a lawsuit for unfair labor practices due to the layoffs of the entire union bargaining unit. So they levied that against Song Trader and Epic Games. That case is still ongoing. On November 9th, the union had its final negotiation with Epic Games over the severance packages of laid-off workers. The union later announced on November 17th that the union members had ratified the severance package, which included two months' base pay and bonuses for those lowest on the salary chain, extended health care for the laid-off workers to help support folks laid off at the end of the year, one of the toughest times to be laid off for any worker. And on December 1st, we had the last Bandcamp Friday of 2023. Song Trader pledged to keep supporting it. We don't know if that includes 2024, but there has not been any update on Song Trader's social media. 
nor Bandcamp social media regarding 2024 Bandcamp Fridays. The Is It Bandcamp Friday website also shows no future dates and almost ominously seems to say it's over, which you can check for yourself on isitbandcampfriday.com. Bandcamp did update its discovery feature, but honestly, it doesn't seem that much better usable. I'm going to try it out for a while and see how it goes, but considering I use that tool for discovering new albums and the new album updates have been slow and misorganized lately, I don't have a good feeling about this change. It kind of seems like uh, wallpapering, but we'll see how it goes over the next month or two. And finally, the lawsuit that led to Epic purchasing Bandcamp as ammunition for the court case did see some resolution on December 11th. As summarized by the Joe Bloggs YouTube channel, whose video I posted on my social media regarding this lawsuit, quote, Google has lost its court case against Epic Games, the makers of Fortnite, in a ruling that states it has been operating antitrust practices. This ruling means that game and software developers will no longer have to use Google and Apple's payment systems and will reduce their ability to take up to 30% commission from all in-app purchases. You can find out more info about the court case online, or you can go watch the video I mentioned on the Joe Blogs YouTube channel. And going forward with the rest of this episode, I'm going to do things a little bit differently because I have a lot of content to get through. And since it's the holidays, there isn't a lot of live music action. So I'm going to skip the upcoming show's calendar and just refer you again to arcology.online slash events. And you can see what's coming up in January, maybe even February. If you do have an event, please head to arcology.online slash events and submit your event to their calendar, whether it's online or in person. That way, people from the Vaporwave community across the world can find out about it. So skipping my upcoming event section, I'm going to move on to upcoming and current releases. And as usual, I'm going to start off with a review, which is going to be of the new album by Eyeliner. On November 11th, My Pet Flamingo released the new album by Eyeliner called BRB. This is the fifth album that the New Zealand producer Luke Rowell has made under the name Eyeliner, and it was produced while he was still living in Hong Kong. Its title is a nod to early internet messenger culture and the circumstances around composing the album over the past three years. Eyeliner had moved to Hong Kong for a short stint, but had ended up stuck there for a few years because of the pandemic. The album's title, which stands for Be Right Back, is a cloying mix of irony and sincerity, which is quite fitting for his anachronistic sound palette. The album does have a cozy and homely feel, with lyrical melodies taking stage for each tune. The preset core synth sounds are warm and not overly cluttered, but it is stark in some parts, with some tracks forgoing drums and percussion like the upsides and time-lapse. Some songs have the full MIDI band treatment with bubbling FM pianos and motoric synthesized drums. However, these sounds are not merely chintzy sounds of yesteryear. They're vibrant sounds warmly nestled into eyeliner's sound design and sumptuous reverb and echo. All that said, While it conceptually and sonically touches a number of different moods, capturing certain auras like furiously browsing the early internet on The Googler, the overall tenure of the album doesn't stand out in comparison to his earlier works. While the production is top-notch, a lot of the ground that is tread in this record feels familiar. In the case of the song Swank, this song feels so familiar that I had to go listen to the song Seven Hours With You by Cat Corp, which samples Tonight by Steve Harvey, because it was so similar melodically. 
There are some flirtations with more vaporwave-like sounds, especially on Bon Voyage and other tracks that play with interesting delay or echo sounds, like the title track BRB, a rousing polygonal jungle adventure replete with New Age flutes. While this album is an enjoyable listen, parts of it feel predictable if you've listened to his other albums, and although his production stands out for its simplicity and pristine sonic qualities, perhaps Eyeliner has hit a ceiling with this brand of utopian instrumental synth-pop. Getting into our November releases and some things from December, we've got iClick, who released their new album, I Click With My Eye, on Pad Chennington's label, Cats Kill Records, and this album actually marks the final release on the label. You can pre-order the double LP with Ultrawide Obi on Bandcamp until the end of the year. Noted Vapory producer Costanza put out a short but sweet album of lo-fi echo jams in September, and it's now out on cassette through a Chicago DIY label, Lil Headbutt, on Bandcamp. You can also listen to it over on Spotify. Surfing dropped an EP, or mini-album, on November 17th called Against the World, which collects some of their 2023 singles, new tracks, and some instrumental versions of old tracks. DDS also released a trio of albums in November, a couple of which were originally New World Fan Club mixtapes like Keys to the Gate, which was originally from March 2022, Transcendence Bot, which was from May 2022, and Midnight Tangerine, which was a fan club release in July 2022. Admo, who played Flamingo Fest in LA, also dropped a new album on Stratford Court called Eternal Unknown. It came out on November 24th, and it has some ridiculously good-looking vinyl variants. Macross dropped a two-song teaser EP called 99 Style, showing off some sounds from his upcoming music, according to the description on Bandcamp. Montaigne Records dropped two new singles in November, one from Cyan Blue featuring SDR and Seth Nova, and a single from Mir No Tilde. Hot Singles dropped a compilation of remixes called Butter Remelted, which has other up-and-coming artists from the future funk scene remixing songs from their recent album Butter. Very Good Records did a digital November where they released a couple new things as digital only, including Patabito, Nothing Is Wrong, Iba, OZY, Nightly Wash, and This Is Retro Electro Volume 1 by Ash Electric. Blip and Cadet put out a new single called The One on November 13th, and back on November 3rd, Funk Fiction released Sonic and Chill through Game Chops that has, quote, chilled out funky grooves with styles ranging from city pop, R&B, to tropical house, unquote. Toad of Sky released Star World 2 on Virtua 94, which is accompanied by the URL release show mentioned in previous episodes. Michigan artist Ziomara put out a compilation of singles, remixes, flips, and other edits called Hyper Vapor Volume 3. Producer Opal Vessel released a new album, Deathwish, and had a few of their series albums collected on tape or deluxe editions through a few different labels. Mabisio put out a new album influenced by Barber Beats, Vapor Trap, and Hyperpop called Beauty is Something Simple on November 30th. Barber Beats producer Gore released a new album called Paractorum on their band camp November 23rd. Godspeed released their 22nd album, which translates to Simple Death, on November 26th. Slower Pace released Metaverse Sports Resort, which has some Wave Race 64 samples in the artwork, and it actually ended up in my brother's YouTube algorithm. He sent it to me asking if I had anything to do with it, you know, since I did that Wave Race 64 album back in the day. And uh, I actually mentioned that to Slower Pace, and we joked about it in the DMs. Oblique Occasions continue releasing albums in his Ketamine series, bringing it up to five albums in total. These all have a very vapor feeling and sometimes sample well-worn songs from the vapor past and recent pop songs from the last 15 years, even recycling some songs from his previous releases in there as well. 
Spanish Barber Beats producer Dirty River put out five releases over the past month that you can go check out over on their Bandcamp. Hosokua was busy and dropped two albums this month in a split with Undersaken called Reflections of a Renegade. Speaking of Undersaken, they also dropped five other albums over the past month. You know, hopefully you can keep up. And they do like to put free download codes on each album's page, so go check it out. Male Alchemy released a new album called Rio 40 with some Bossa Nova Barber Beats, which you know I'm loving. And I found another artist doing some Bossa Nova Barber Beats called Midnight Driver, who just put out an album called From Tokyo to Rio. So you can go check both those out if you like Bossa Nova and Barber Beats. Producer Magdalene put out a new album on November 17th called Yuri. Chinktown Market put out a parody compilation clowning on Barber Beats with clever artist titles like Microblink, Female Sorcery, Oscar, and more. It's a uh, digital release on their Bandcamp at the moment. There was a lot of other Barber Beats stuff that came out this month, but I can't really get into all of it. Just go check the tag on Bandcamp. Farragul self-released a new album on November 22nd with cassettes available on their Bandcamp. The classic style album is called Evolution and Synthesis. Renja put out a new dream punk album on their Bandcamp called Everlasting, which has all original compositions according to the Bandcamp description. Corrupt Save put out a collaborative two-song single with Samsung Water called Render and a B-side called By Minute for December Bandcamp Friday. Producer Vapid put out a new EP called Tetragramophone on November 6th, and they've been putting out lots of new EPs and uploading their old music to Spotify. Seattle producer Midnight Premier released a new album called After Dark on November 25th. And lo-fi artist Hotel Shampoo released two albums on their Bandcamp over the past month. Signal Wave artist International Telecom also released their album, Medio Stat, on Enterprise Records on November 7th. Slushwave Hushwave artist Nightbright put out a new album on November 12th that translates to Astral Death. Longtime Vaporwave and ambient musician Golden Living Room put out a new album on his Bandcamp on November 12th called Is This What Life Is Like? Limousine released a recording of the live set he played in Brooklyn, and there are leftover cassettes that he was selling at Flamingo Fest posted to his band camp. On the net label front, Bogus Collective released a bunch of new albums from artists like Zolderot, Dance Girl, High Bias, 486 Paradise, Size, Sky Survey, and more. Plus, some of their December releases have already been dropping. Twin Pines Mall, who curates the Bogus Collective, also released a new album of his own called In Search of Atlantis, which had a tape release on Midnight Frequencies November 17th. Sunset Grid released some new albums by Notehead, Reminer, Village of Light, and Boy.jpg. And we also had Photoshop releasing six new albums, including two compilations, a Volume 4 Best Of compilation and a Christmas Megamix. Shatterfoil Industries released a tape for Hakita called Music for Virtual Malls and Museums on December 1st. Geometric Lullaby dropped two new albums this month from Head Honcho's project Electric Spectre. The two albums, Insomnia Freeze and Ocean Electric, have many short tracks exploring Arctic hypnagogic vaporwave. No Problema put out two new releases in December, both of which got a track featured on our contemporary vaporwave playlist. Meditaciones Sequencia by Ogeon and Echo Dusk, as well as Tower of Reset by WDE and Peter Theremin. Gorgeous Lights dropped a new album by Euphoria on November 10th, and Ray Records reissued two tapes in November as well. City Man Productions released a new album by Abaddon called Wrong Side of the Soul on November 21st. And Underwater Computing released a compilation of songs by Bathroom Plants that was collected from various comps and singles. It has amazing artwork by Lunidus, and it's called Virtual Herbarium Volume 1. 
They also put out a new album by Migraine called Signal Loop, and they reissued albums by Pyroglyphics, Quantum Echo, and Horizon Wireless. You know, Underwire Computing's been busy. Business Casual had some releases in November, including VCR Not with the album Night Visions, Wave Style 96 with the future funk album Silver Millennium, and Ghost Memory with the album Lake Hyraeth. My label Pacific Plaza also reissued one of our earliest releases by VCR Classique back at the end of October. This reissue was given a new name, Fiji Babe, and a new aesthetic plus amazing J-card design by the artist himself. Unfortunately for you, it sold out in just a few hours, but I'm thinking that we should do a second edition. Let me know if you want us to bring this late night lo-fi classic back. We also put out The Great Escape by Slower Pace and PlayStationJungle.psx by US Golf 95, which was also another quick sellout. So let me know if you want us to bring that out on second edition as well. If you out there have upcoming releases to send to us for coverage, please go to our link tree and use the upcoming release submission form. You can head over to our link tree at linktr.ee slash vaporwave news network. main topic today i am going to be sharing the results of our best of 2023 poll and basically give my thoughts on some of the best vaporwave records and artists of the year 2023 so keep in mind i launched that poll back in september and people continued responding deep into november i had over 50 responses and then i also included some stuff from our guests in episode 10 So, to begin with, here's how I approach making the list for this week's segment, and here's how I'm going to present them. I collected all the votes from the Google form and entered them into a spreadsheet. From there, I made some graphs to determine which artists have multiple votes, and then if those votes were for the same release. Since I got a lot of votes from the Future Funk community, I separated out the Future Funk releases into their own section. So, that left me with Vaporwave and all the adjacent stuff like Slushwave, Bar Beats, etc. in the same general category. However, I am going to mention some picks that multiple people mentioned for specific subgenres when I can. I also have two top albums of 2023 that I'm going to mention at the end of the segment. Overall, there was such a wide diversity in the votes. So many albums I'd never heard of or in some cases hadn't even crossed my radar and didn't end up on my release segments in the podcast. 
While there were a few picks that kept coming up again and again, I was continually surprised by how deep the vaporwave scene digs and what a wide array of responses I got from listeners and fans. I should, of course, caveat this whole segment with, while I am going to call this a best of 2023 segment, it's not necessarily representative of the whole community, nor the immense streaming numbers and sales of physical media across all the different platforms. In fact, if I had to drop a hot take, it would probably be that the most streamed records and subgenre this year in Vaporwave was Barber Beats, hands down, no questions asked. With the number of streams some of these 2023 Barber Beats albums have on YouTube, for full album videos nonetheless, I think we would see quite a disparity in the numbers for well-known and up-and-coming second-generation Barber Beats artists versus many of the established artists or legacy artists in this genre. Now, it's really hard to quantify YouTube streams versus other platforms, but suffice it to say, Spotify Wrapped isn't much of an indicator of popularity within the scene, and quick-fire sales of limited tapes might actually mean a lot less in the wider scope of Vaporwave on the internet, and it's always creeping influence on contemporary culture. Some people got lucky. They won the Spotify playlist Roulette, where they ended up on a dead playlist that had hundreds of thousands of followers for a whole year. There were some artists whose albums took off in the algorithm on YouTube and on a 10-track album, which had over a quarter million plays, which means stream-wise, they were bigger than pretty much everybody's Spotify wrapped in the vaporwave scene off of just one album. So, no doubt, we could go back and forth about how to quantify the popularity of releases we heard this year and their impact on the scene, but one thing that we can agree on is that Vaporwave is certainly not dead, and the depths of its nostalgia continues to know no bounds. Fruited your era revival, anyone? And now, what you've been waiting for, the best releases of 2023 in the Vaporwave and Future Funk scene, according to votes from our listeners and fans in the online community. We're going to start off with the Future Funk favorites of 2023. Our first two artists who had standout years and got many shoutouts for their releases were Cyan Blue and Happy Cola Baby. Cyan Blue released his album Cyanotype on Business Casual and had a remix album, Scientology Reborn, plus a single on Montaigne Records with SDR and Seth Nova. He also got shoutouts from DJs like Young Shiro, Fiber, and even I played some of his songs and remixes in my live sets this year. Happy Cola Baby also had a great year and got a lot of respect from their peers, Although they didn't have any songs get picked up on the one update to the Future Funk Spotify playlist, they did release an awesome six-track album called Pre-1998 and had some great singles that we added to our Fresh Future Funk playlist, and hopefully we'll be seeing a full-length album from them in 2024. Now, I'm going to skip ahead to the overwhelming favorite for a Future Funk album of the year, which, based on our poll as well as streaming numbers, was Barb Walters' Love which came out on My Pet Flamingo on July 14th, which was actually my birthday. This album masterfully blends future funk and French house, reaching perhaps the pinnacle of the hard-hitting style that eschews anime aesthetics in this part of the future funk scene. Barb Walters continues to make rousing, club-ready bangers and sets a high bar for other future funk producers trying to ape their style. This year has also been big for some up-and-coming producers that have earned the respect of their peers and album placements from respected labels like Corespect, Neon City, and Business Casual. Here are three more albums that people voted for as the top releases of the year. Each producer had a number of great singles, albums, as well as deluxe editions and remixes that made them stand out amongst the crop of new young producers in the future funk scene. 
The first album is Butter by Hot Singles, which saw a cassette release from Correspect, as well as placements on our Fresh Future Funk playlist and a remix album called Butter Remelted. Next up, we have Kuek, a future funk producer from France with his standout album Downtown that came out on Business Casual back in early July. It's a strong debut album that has a nice mix of dance floor bangers and groovy vapor funk that keeps the tempo pumping throughout the record. He also curates a great future funk playlist that you can check out on Spotify. And finally, our last future funk album of the year is one of my favorites, especially from this crop of new producers. And that album is Blooming Love by Guatemalan producer Party Night. The album came out in April on Business Casual, and it collected a number of singles and superb tracks that had appeared on previous releases, but also added a bunch of new songs that had collaborations with other producers like Jingoro, Sai Cowan, Cadet, and more. The deluxe version added some great remixes from Hot Signals and Makina Ciel, plus more reworked versions of tracks in collaboration with even more young producers in the scene. If you check out the deluxe edition, you'll be able to find at least 10 more new future funk artists and their respective albums, showing the incestuous nature of the new generation of future funk producers, who largely seem to hail from Central America, South America, and Europe, in contrast to the kind of North American and UK-focused vaporwave scene. If you're a fan of Aiden Kai, Sakura Lee, Tanuki, or early Sailor Team releases, but with maybe a higher standard of production and some club-ready mixes, check out the album by Party Night, Blooming love over on the vaporwave front one of the big narratives and trends we saw in vaporwave this year was the resurgence of breakbeats whether they were slow or fast sped up or slowed down sampled or programmed Vaporwave mirrored some of the trends we saw in the wider electronic music space and took in influences from British dance music led by genre OGs as well as up-and-comers. The first two artists and albums on our Best of 2023 list are George Clanton with his album Oorap Aya and Simple Syrup with his sophomore album Bloom. And the reason I put these two together is that George Clanton and his style has obviously had a big influence on Simple Syrup and the upcoming generation of Vaporwave Zero producers who do a lot of work with breakbeats and 90s-influenced music. George Clanton obviously received a lot of votes for his album Oorap which kind of taps into that Mad Chester sound, and he's been notorious for using breakbeats throughout his career, all the way back to his days with the Esprit Project. Simple Syrup was one of my favorite releases of the year, and I was so glad to see a lot of votes for this album. And while I feel like there's a lot I could say about the Simple Syrup album, I'm just going to take a little snippet here from my review and stick it right in here. This is his second full-length album on Business Casual, although he did do a split on the label last year that did have five amazing tracks. Bloom clocks in at over 50 minutes, with 15 tracks ranging from up-tempo vapor breaks and Vaporwave Zero to more classic Vaporwave and late-night lo-fi style tracks on the B-side of the album. They all utilize Simple Syrup's classic palette of 90s samples, like My Boo on the track Only You, the glassy synths like you hear on the track Butterfly, and laid-back drum breaks that are found throughout the album. Fans of his previous work will recognize some familiar motifs and sound design elements, which makes this like an even more enjoyable listen for folks that have been following Simple Syrup's rise and expanding sonic and visual palette. Whether it's familiar synth textures or reoccurring samples, Simple Syrup has marked their work as distinctly their own, which is definitely solidified on this album. 
And I want to give a little shout out to the short track, You Can't Stop the Rain. It's a, it's a great little nugget of sax-infused late-night lo-fi, and it contrasts nicely with the next song. And Moving on, although there will be more heavy hitters in the slush wave genre further down the list, there was a number of votes for an artist that's been on my radar this year as well, and that artist is Days of Blue. Their album, Lower East Empire, was well-received in 2023, and they played a mesmerizing set at Summer Slushy Fest in New York this summer. We also had some of their tracks on the Contemporary Vaporwave playlist, holding down the slushy and experimental section nestled at the end of the playlist. If you haven't checked out the playlist or made it to the end yet, that's where all those kind of tracks are. Lower East Empire is a grand work of slush wave that starts off with a phased horn fanfare and gently builds into an epic ode to the metropolis they call home, New York City. One of the great things about this album is that it starts off with shorter tracks and memorable melodies, but as it approaches the end, we get into the territory of deep slush with longer tracks and swirling beats that get into that meditative zone where the city blocks start feeling like an endless expanse. You could check out the album on their Bandcamp or you could check it out on Spotify. The votes for Barber Beats albums showed a new generation of producers taking center stage as controversy plagues some of the biggest names in the genre. Voters, and myself, saw the rise of two producers who each had multiple votes for multiple albums they released this year. Our first artist, who got the most votes when compiling all the different albums of theirs that were chosen, was Gore. Gore had a banner year with a ton of their albums coming out on physical media. Some of those releases were even released the same day as the physical media, which is rare in Barber Beats up until this year. Gore's had that classic dark Barber Beats sound, but isn't afraid to shake it up with some bright horn melodies, like I mentioned in my review a few episodes ago, and using uncommon sample sources like dubstep. Their sonic processing is cohesive across all their tracks, still bringing that compressed and saturated bass sound Barber Beats is known for without pummeling and fatiguing your ears. Their visual aesthetic has a touch of class and professionalism with plenty of nods to other Barber Beats artists, as well as wholly unique concepts that buck the duo tone and statue signifiers most commonly found in the genre. Their artwork sets a tone without being too in-your-face or campy, giving this creator a distinct aura of mystery that the vaporwave scene craves. Our second Barber Beats artist has been on the rise in 2023, and that artist is Slower Pace. This is another artist with a deep catalog who received multiple votes for different releases this year and has seen continued growth on YouTube across multiple albums with view counts reaching into the hundreds of thousands, potentially totaling up to millions of plays on their full album videos, which contain 8 to 12 songs in each curated batch. Slower Pace has taken the conceptual side of Barber Beats and pushed it beyond the dark and brooding atmosphere cultivated by many of the scene's first wave producers. They have taken deep dives into the sands of the Middle East, gotten lost in space, chilled out at the barbershop, and competed in the Metaverse Sports Resort competition. Their work is a great example of the curatorial side of Barber Beats and Vaporwave as a whole, recontextualizing music, images, words, and signifiers to evoke nostalgia for different times and places that most of us may never truly understand and definitely won't get to visit. Slower Pace truly transports listeners to different worlds. And my specific shout out is going to be to the album The Great Escape, which my label got to reissue on cassette recently. And uh, shouts out to my brother who got Slower Pace in his YouTube algorithm. And the album was, for the first time around, Barbershop Simulator. But he also found the one with the wave race imagery on the cover, like I mentioned earlier in the episode. 
Not only did they have a bunch of great albums, but Slower Pace also made a Barber Beats Essentials mix this year that's a great starting point for folks trying to discover artists and albums in the genre. You can find it over on their Bandcamp page or their YouTube channel. We had a lot of votes for a singular artist and their singular album this year, and it's a bit different than your typical sampled vaporwave fare. Fake Fever is the solo project of Andrew Barnes, a millennial musician who originally hails from the mid-Atlantic and has been floating around the vaporwave scene for the past four years, contributing his nostalgic brand of vapor pop that leans heavily on indie pop songwriting and dynamic performances of vocal and instrumental melodies that have landed his previous albums, like Surrogate, and this year's album, Into the Well, on year endless within the vaporwave and internet music community. His music also translates to impressive live performances, which have been seen on green screen during the pandemic, but most impressively, at multiple festivals and shows the past few years in New York and Los Angeles. This album not only received accolades from curators within the scene, and the stamp of approval from Pad Chennington and My Pet Flamingo, but fans of the podcast also cast a significant amount of votes for this album, compared to the myriad of other suggested vapor pop or vaporwave 2 vocal style music. So if you're a fan of Chillwave and the work of Dan Mason, check this album out. But if you do not like original compositions or vocals in your Vaporwave, maybe avoid it. Regardless, Into the Well was an awesome album by an amazing artist who really evokes nostalgia in a very contemporary way, using original beats and melodies that swim between the speakers in Technicolor. Another artist who received a lot of votes this year was Your Discovery and their technologic album, Misery. Your Discovery also received votes for other projects of theirs, and there was praise for their set at the Online Fest Slushwave 2023, which was actually released on VHS by Global Pattern. Misery is an interesting album that sits somewhere between motoric long-form synthwave, slushwave, and vapor funk. The songs stretch out, but never rest on singular loops for too long. The compressed synth sounds are treated like samples that are layered together in almost a plunderphonic manner. Slapping synth-funk drums undergird the enveloping synths that interlock across different divisions of time, with some melodies stretching out into cavernous echoes contrasted with staccato arpeggios. The prog-length songs move in sections with detailed sound design throughout the record. Sections of songs will modulate pitch and tempo akin to early vaporwave, but progress in movements that give this music a symphonic quality. While such lengthy songs with the propulsive heft of prog rock might get weary, there are gentle diversions, like the song Miracle, a collaboration with Cybersurfer 3D. While the album art doesn't quite tell you what subgenre vaporwave this is going to be, its maximalist aesthetics and technicolor sprawl do this unique album justice and prime the mind for the unknown adventures inside. Okay, and before we get into our final two albums, I'm going to do some honorable mentions and give a few of my thoughts about some of the albums and artists that maybe didn't show up much in our polling, but definitely made some waves in the scene or maybe flew under the radar in 2023. Old school vaporwave artist Otto got multiple mentions across his two different albums this year, one of which was Achikochi on my label Pacific Plaza, and then the album Lost Memories on Halcyon Tapes. Death Dynamic Shroud continually released music throughout the year, which may have been a bit exhausting or maybe made it hard for people to pick a favorite to put on their list because they didn't get many votes. Prolific lo-fi vaporwave artist who dabbles in many different subgenres, Mom and Dad's Computer, 
who's also known as TCR4 in the signal wave scene, got a few nods for their various projects. A lot of their work has also gotten a good response on YouTube with some favors from the algorithm. The collaboration album between Virtual Airbnb and Horizon Wireless, another alias for uh, the artist Your Discovery, called Memory Mirage, also got a few shoutouts. The album was mastered by CyberSurfer 3D, which is another alias of Virtual Airbnb. And CyberSurfer 3D also put out a couple fantastic releases this year, including a track on the Mesh Remix album, which I really loved, and his own Asteria album. While I didn't have enough compilation votes to really pick a best of, there was a number of shoutouts to the Slushwave Social Club compilation that was released this year called SSCC Volume 4 Recursive Summers. It's a buffet of tracks by artists from across the Slushwave, Ambient, Dream Punk, and Experimental Vapor scene that will lead you to other band camps full of more epic-length songs. And although it wasn't out when the polling was active, I would be remiss to forget the new album by iClick called I Click With My Eye that came out as the final release on Pad Chennington's label, Catskill Records. That was a great one. You should go check that out as well. And, you know, finally, I, I was surprised I didn't see many votes for Blank Banshee, Eyeliner, Macroblank, Dan Mason, Runner's Club, you know, all big names who put out pretty solid albums this year. And I think all their albums were like worth checking out, even if it's not the best album in their respective catalogs. So go check out some of the albums by those artists that came out this year as well. Now, finally, what everyone's been waiting for, the top Vaporwave albums of the year of 2023 as voted on by our listeners, people in the online community, and a little bit of me taking some liberties to gauge what was popular in general. And I think these two picks are both really great picks that kind of cover different sides of the scene. So without further ado, our first album of the year is going to be Desert Memories by Desert Sands Feels Warm at Night and Mind Spring Memories. Now, to be honest, at first, I actually thought this was a reissue because I hadn't listened to it. And I guess I might have got it confused with another epic length slush wave album that finally made on the vinyl this year. But this was a clear favorite for so many people. It racked up the most votes for a single album alongside our other top album from 2023. These two giants of the slush wave and experimental vapor scene teamed up to apply their effects chains to each other's original compositions. And the final product is a groundbreaking album of originally composed, but still sampled and processed vaporwave. As many people know, slush wave is not my forte, and I don't think a review from me could do this album justice, but you can listen to a really great interview with Desert Sands Feels Warm at Night on the Future Sounds podcast, where he describes the collaboration on this album and it is fascinating. As mentioned earlier, each artist composed and recorded their own songs with their own vocals and sent them to the other artist. These pre-slushes, as Desert Sand called them, were then chopped and treated through the effects chains each artist has built up over the years to produce the final reverberated epic length tracks that appear on the album. It was put out on double LP by Geometric Lullaby in two gorgeous colorways, but only one of them still available. You can still go pick it up on their band camp right now. And cheers to both artists for making such a great album. And maybe we'll even see them perform it together in 2024. That would be unreal and a total capstone to an amazing collaboration and an amazing album that's truly one of the best of this year in the vaporwave scene. And finally, we're getting to our last album, 
what I think is the best Vaporwave album of 2023. And according to the votes and online sentiment, I think there's a lot of people who agree. It's Luxury Elite's 2023 album, Fashion Pop, which was a surprise self-release back in May. This release was beloved by Luxury Elite fans, which is evident from the copious reviews on her Bandcamp, and ultimately, I think that's the strongest praise you can receive. While there were not any significant reviews or press attention in the indie media or the old Vaporwave media haunts, except my podcast, people from across the vapor sphere showed their support for this album in a variety of ways. At Electronicon, there was uproarious cheers for tracks off fashion pop, such as last summer. The two editions of the cassette sold out as if it was the thick of the pandemic. The songs appeared in multiple live sets in person and URL sets throughout the year, with people always recognizing the new bangers, like dance floor melodrama. And quoting my own review, it's got the classic luxury elite style with Italo disco and synth pop samples chopped up into new compositions with seamless edits. The production level is as high as ever with a full bandwidth audio spectrum rocking the speakers. As young Shiro from Hot Takes said, Lux is up to game. It's very clean sounding, and I agree. People on Bandcamp seem to be referencing the early 90s as a touchpoint for this record, such as this review by Zach W. on the Bandcamp page, which says, quote, I know most associate Vaporwave with the 80s, but to me, this album has a very early 90s feel. Those years had their own vibe compared to the rest of the decade, unquote. I particularly like the big synths that come in on the second half of last summer, and seeing it live at Econ was definitely a thrill and a highlight for me. You can check out the album on Luxury Elite's Bandcamp page, and you can leave your own review on this contemporary Vaporwave classic. So with that, wrapping up the top albums, top artists of 2023 in the Vaporwave scene, according to me and according to the votes from our poll in the online community. I'd like to thank everyone for submitting their picks. And if you have favorites that I didn't cover, make sure to at me on social media. Let's get that engagement going. Tell me what you think was great. Tell me what you think was awesome. Tell me what you think maybe wasn't so great. I don't know. Let's talk about what happened in the Vaporwave scene this year. Let's talk about all these different releases and bring some hype to these artists who've put their hearts and souls into making this awesome music for us. So with that, I'm going to move on to our final section here. This week in Vaporwave history. This time around, we are covering an early Vaporwave release from the legend Vectroid. On November 22nd, 2010, Vectroid released Telnet Erotica as a five song EP that on its original Bandcamp page was dedicated to One Otrick's Point Never. It is a work of sampled electronic music influenced by Echo Jams and Chillwave, but with added layers of synth and drums. While the release would later be expanded upon and re-released in 2017 as Telnet Complete, this first EP is a crucial link between the early Vaporwave progenitors Daniel Lapatin and Vectroid, aka Macintosh Plus, as well as influencing the future work of many different producers in Vapor Trap, but also second wave artists like Luxury Elite. While many think of Vaporwave as a purely sample-based genre, this EP showcases imaginative Vapor Trap-style production and sonic choices that sound like the proto-new world DDS would later expand on. Vectroid's version of Nobody Here, clearly in dialogue with Sunset Corp, is an expansive version that samples many different parts of the Christaberg Lady in Red song and sets a template for future Vapor Trap producers to follow, even including a slowed-down and glitched section at the end of the song. 
Luxury Elite, as even cited this EP, is one of the first Vectroid releases she listened to and got obsessed with as Vectroid's work spread during the URL shows hosted on Tiny Chat by fans of Tobacco and Black Moth Super Rainbow. Some of those fans would go on to be part of the SPF 420 scene, the original Vaporwave URL streaming show, and in the early Vaporwave Facebook groups. Vectroid described it on their band camp in 2010 as, quote, the newest Vector Drum EP taking on the persona of Vectroid and toying with the chillwave movement, reforming it into a throwback to classic computer culture in this immense lo-fi trip. I experimented with a lot of different styles. In this, you'll hear a lot of electro and hip-hop influence, which is something I've never truly treaded toward at any point. I hope you dig this as much as I do. It's really a fascinating release and an important part of early Vaporwave culture. This came out before Floral Shop, and it really shows you that Vaporwave is not simply just slowed down music. It became so much more right from the outset. You can hear the five tracks from this release on the current version of Telnet Complete. However, they are different than what was on the original EP that was released in 2010. In typical Vectroid fashion, the songs have been reworked and reorganized among 12 other tracks on the current Telnet Complete album, but you can head over to the Vaporwave News Network YouTube and listen to the original five-track EP. And if you'd like to download that, you can go find it on SoulSeek. Okay, I hope everyone's enjoyed this week's episode of Vaporwave News Network. It's been quite a while since my last one, and it's been such a crazy and stressful time. Like I said, I'm actually editing this while I'm traveling and dropping it while I'm on vacation, but I'm still going to try and get one more episode out before the year is over. As always, you can find some of the stuff I mentioned in the episode notes. We have a Twitter, Blue Sky, and Instagram profile where we post highlight graphics with releases mentioned in each episode, so make sure you go give us a follow and repost the content. And please repost it. Reposting the graphics and video clips really helps spread the word to other people in the scene. You can find me on social media at VW News Network, and I've also got the TikTok where I'm posting content from our episodes, and I'm also on Blue Sky where I'm posting way more than Twitter, so get yourself an invite if you want to get on Blue Sky. If you would like to submit something to the show, check out our link tree with all the links and submission forms at linktr.ee slash Vaporwave News Network. If you would like to get in contact with me, you can also do it through our email, vaporwavenewsnetwork at gmail.com. This podcast is sponsored by Pacific Plaza, but if you're a reputable label looking to advertise or sponsor the show, please get in contact with me. I've been your host, Alex, a.k.a. Trucks Passing Trucks. If you want to find me or my label on social media, you can look up Pacific Plaza Rec. That's Pacific Plaza R-E-C on Twitter, Facebook, Blue Sky, Instagram, or TikTok. I also have an Instagram page for my music and DJing shenanigans over at Trucks Passing Trucks, all one word. I don't know when my next show is, but hit me up to book me in 2024. I really would love to play anywhere in the country, but obviously, especially on the West Coast, or any major city in America. Overseas would be amazing too, but I'm not holding hope out for that. We'll see. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you tune in to future episodes of the Vaporwave News Network. From our part of the vapor world, this is Alex, signing off until next time. Vaporwave News Network. <laughs>